and uh, that's a great yeah. point you're making and i'll take it forward <laughs> the, because yeah. i want to kind of keep it also on the track of varnashram right so the yeah. you all your points are valid i think the thing that people even from the indian background truly don't understand what is varnashram and what is implication or what is the difference between caste so you have caste you can use it as you know a uh, expression of your ancestral genetic ancestry you can you see that you know, or your tribal ancestry like you can uh, uh, you see that you know uh, in us like you have bill clinton local by by bill by writing clinton behind his name is trying to kind of say who was my father who was my grandfather maybe there was a tribe of clintons and where we come from so that's one aspect you know there's nothing wrong in people having surnames to kind of uh, denote their uh, you know culture entity varnashram is different varnashram is a system it's a system which then organizes people in four to five step hierarchies with different duties responsibilities laws punishments rights etc 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 so it's actually a constitution it's kind of a civil or criminal procedure code you know uh, that who is supposed to do what and if somebody kind of goes out of line what kind of you know punishment or rights or treatment they are supposed to have and then even in, not even in terms of societal structure even in religious structure you know brahman is supposed to do yagyai you are not so you saw like uh, this guy uh, modi when he was doing that uh, establishment of whatever that you know uh, what is that called uh, danda phanda whatever they got from chola dynasty so not to hurt anybody's sentiment but you know uh, they established it if you look at that you know like uh, uh, whole ceremony there were a lot of these saints they were brought in like those were lower caste they were all obc and all who were kind of throwing flowers but you if you carefully watch there was a yagya that was done that was kind of they tried to hide it from that video the on that yagya the guy who was actually doing that yagya who had to do all that mantar shantar and thing throw things into the fire he had to be brahman okay so all the judas and obc can be saints and sants they can't be they can't take, so everything is kind of so so that is varnashram so that is the difference between having a surname and or or varnashram system but the moment you admit that i am a kshatriya what you are saying is that somebody else is a brahman that brahman has the ability to kind of read you know my religious quote unquote scriptures and tell me you know what god is saying and if there is going to be a religious function that brahman is going to come and do certain activities i can't do it and uh, and the moment you know you uh, you say i am a shuddhar then you know there is some association of rights and rules and that is what what karamchand gandhi was most perturbed about for him if you read karamchand gandhi the destruction of varnashram had destroyed order in the society for him the biggest evil that british bought or the muslims bought to india was the destruction of varnashram uh, he was against untouchability but he said it should be a personal choice if you want to practice untouchability it is a personal choice you know and um, and then but he he said i personally myself don't but i i respect the right of somebody to say this guy is untouchable i respect the right of somebody so i am not going to marry him i think but he said one thing should be forced from society which should be occupations so his view point was that occupations should be you know if you don't force occupations as gandhi himself says then you know you are going to have confusion and there will be competition among people to which is evil in his view it is that competition to take it is arbitrary it's tyrannical and uh, so that is uh, so eventually so, so that is why uh, karamchand gandhi is actually the father of uh, hindu nationalism and he is the one which eventually he wanted to resurrect uh, varnashram now Sa- savarkar's view point was 
slightly different than Gandhi. Gandhi was sincerely trying to rejuvenate Varnashram. Sir Varkar didn't, uh, at least in his writing, cared about Varnashram, but he cared first about generating political unity in action. So he was more closer to Hitler in that sense. Uh, Savarkar says, uh, basically, he said, your religion does not matter, your beliefs does not matter. He was also against uh, untouchability, but he actually worked a lot against untouchability. But, but, but he was saying, we should all admit that we are one civilization. We are Hindu civilization, and we should have unity in political actions. So what that unity in political action means, that once we all admit we are Hindu, then you cannot criticize the decision that the Hindu bloc takes. We are Hindus, they are Christians, they are Muslims, they are ex-Japanese, they are so, and we are all competing in a stage of world where there is competition between Hindu civilization and Christian civilization. And then once we declare ourselves as Hindu, you cannot criticize the government because the government is the one which is representing the Hindus. So you cannot, you need to have unity in political action. Exactly what Hitler was saying for, <laughs> for Nazi Germany. It doesn't matter your speak Spanish, you know, Italian. We are all Aryans. We need to have act as one nation. We are one civilization. We need to dominate the world. First, first we need to get together and to make you all come together to my viewpoint. I'm, go, I'm willing to go to war with you and then create it. So, so what, what he was trying to do he was resisted by different people in Europe, uh, different tri other tribes who said, we are, don't agree with that idea of unity in political action. What you are seeing Brexit today, if you hear those arguments, they are saying this European Union is nothing but, you know, Nazism in different fashion. You are trying to achieve the same thing, unity in political action. We don't believe it. We believe in diversity of political action. We believe in diversity of political views. So... So that is where this, uh, you know, this whole idea of European Union, many people, when it came about, was actually labeled as Nazis idea. And that is why it is very careful. They carry very, very carefully kind of tread that path. In India, unfortunately, uh, India was colonized by some Muslim leaders way back, almost 1100 years. So to Arsenal's point was right. Most of the people have submitted to this idea of having a government that they cannot criticize that they are going to have unity. So in a way, once you could not criticize the government, you have unity in political action. Whosoever you elected is unaccountable, can do whatever they want to do. And the only group that was born here then, or actually is native group, which rebelled under a banner is the Khalsa Panth, which is the Sikhs. And they rebelled against the Mughals. That it was the same fight. They, we are not going to submit to Delhi. It was not about Sikh versus Muslims. It was the idea of having unity in political action versus you know, individual sovereignty. It was the clash of values. And the same clash of values, when British came in, British didn't have that clash of values. Because the British were saying, it's fine. We have forcibly collected everyone. But if you read the documents that British wrote, read Simon Commission, read the Ch uh, Montagu Chancellor report, there the word they use is United States of India, multiple places. They say India is not one nation. India is a multitude of different nations. They, we cannot have, you know, one centralized setup, decision-making authority. So actually they treated provinces as autonomous countries, like Punjab used to have a prime minister. And, um, and uh, they, if you look under even the government of India in 1935, the states used to have way more power of taxation, their policing, their their criminal laws uh, versus what was actually envisioned in so-called Constitution of India in 1947. So uh, all that was reversed by Nehru, uh, who was himself a Brahmin, you know, <laughs> without surprise. So. So, uh, so he, what Nehru was doing was, no, 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 we need to have one entity, one solid political unit, which is going to have, 
you know unity in political action and as arsenal was pointing out the hurdle in that is not the indian muslims the hurdle is not the nagas they have submitted to uh, the idea of having unity in political action the real hurdle are the sikhs and that clash uh, the battlefield of that clash has moved to canada and you know uh, united states and it through that clash i believe what you are seeing right now is that hindu nationalism has come abroad now to dismiss or challenge the values of individual sovereignty they are saying okay we are going to murder anyone who is even going to propagate the idea of a separate khalistan for us that guy is a terrorist so the moment they 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 are now saying they've been doing it within their boundaries the world is all looking the other way now because a big portion of sikhs have moved abroad and they are not going to stop propagating the idea of you know no the the indian people everybody should have their you know own culture and their own uh, you know self determination because sikhs have deep roots with the punjab as a homeland indian state has said wherever they are we are going to come and kill them because that is that is a uh, that's a do or die battle and today we have the heft we can do it and that has created now pulled canada into the picture because those sikhs are sitting under refuge of the west and uh, once you do that canada is going to say man this is a hostile action you can't do you can't uh, you can have your values you can kill your people but you come here you're going to kill my people that's going to you're challenging me and my sovereignty and that has pulled now forced canada to take a stand and i'll touch upon that will uh, that how the varn ashram or hindu nationalism is today has become a threat to western values to western systems because i think west is waking up and i can commend actually sikhs for justice and even the sikhs who created this referendum because it has bought the genie out of the bottle modi ji is so determined to to kind of suppress any voice for sikh separatism that he is willing to expose the nature of indian state in front of the whole world openly trudeau people like trudeau and biden they know what happens in india <laughs> okay but they don't want to uh, uh, you know rack the apple cart they saying as long as you do it there you know we'll try to molly coddle you maybe one day you will become a good chap but uh, today what modi is saying i am strong enough to to i don't care either you hand over this all these six separatists to me who constantly are creating a referendum to me they are terrorist so once he once he label them terrorist obviously the canadian system will ask or american system will ask we will cooperate they are saying we will cooperate if you read there's there's the interview of the ccs director he said we've been asking the indians please we want to hand over these guys give us some evidence some excuse and they kind of turn black because they have no evidence to say that sardar hardeep singh nijjar was going ahead and killing civilians in india <laughs> it's okay it's, it's totally how much false evidence you can present and if it's a false evidence you know any common sense person will look at it and say but this doesn't make sense what you're saying so i cannot subvert my own system because people need to understand in india that you know western countries canada us they have guaranteed certain rights to people who are on their soil those rights are those are not lip service indian constitution also says uh, freedom it's lip service we know that because there are so many other clauses where you can they can take away that right but the canadian charter is not lip service okay i want to read out the canadian charter of the bill of rights of indian us it's not lip service when they say you have freedom of conscience you have freedom of thought they mean it okay that is the entire foundation on which 
US and Canada have written their constitution. It is not they, they, the idea didn't come to them overnight. They struggled through hundreds of years. The same kind of problem was there in Europe. You know, you, you, have, you heard about a thing called Dark Ages. You know, people say Dark Ages was pre-industrial revolution. No, Dark Ages was the time when the church controlled power. You know, so this idea of secular separation of church and state was a whole struggle. You had a treaty of Magna Carta, where first time they kind of restricted the powers of the king. From there, out of that came the Renaissance, where people got some freedoms. They started thinking you had Picasso over the world. That resulted in, you know, freedom of thought resulted in industrial revolution. That's why a tiny nation called Great Britain, tiny, tiny nation, went to India and sub subjugated that entire subcontinent because there was... <laughs> it became through science and technology, better tactics, better military tactics. And they were trying to instill those same values and systems there. <coughs> they were on the right track. Anybody who has read, who's reading, I'm a student of colonial history. But then along the way came Karamchand Gandhi and Nehru, Motila Nehru was the first guy, then his son Nehru, who basically said, nothing doing, British, please leave. Do leave India to us, and they took power, and they started the project of Indian nationalism, which is nothing, which is exactly what Hitler did. And I reiterate, and I'll start taking question. Hitler was trying to achieve unity in political action through the excuse that we are the same cultural, basically through racial solidarity. And he was trying to achieve that unity in political action with whatever means of power at his hand by waging war if required. Okay, once we have unity in political action, what that means is once we declare we are Aryans and we form one unit, then nobody questions what uh, the Aryan nation is now going to be in conflict with the Muslim nation or the Japanese nation or civilization, and then we fight them, and they are the other, we are one, and when on those decisions, you never criticize your political unit. You have unity in, unity in political action. That is what Hitler's dream was. The Indian nationalism dream is exactly the same. The only difference is they are saying, they are also saying we want unity in political action. So anybody who criticizes Indian government is a, is a, what, you, what is the right word for somebody who is, works against their country? I think treacherous or whatever. Uh, they're going against their own country. They're not being a patriot. For them, he's a terrorist because he's questioning the government. He's, he is questioning the entire concept of, you know, unity in political action. And so, the, but the Indian version of Nazism is different. The Indian nationalism is different. It says we will gain unity in political action. They can't say through racial solidarity because they cannot say all of us are one race. So they say we need to have because of civilizational solidarity. So that is why India is one civilization. <laughs> okay, everybody has to say they are which civilization? Hindu civilization. So everybody has to just admit they are Hindus, and everybody has to just say they are not going to question the government. You are good. Doesn't matter. You can be Christian, Muslim, Sikh, Naga, Shaga, doesn't care. Okay. As long as you do two things, there is no moral code. There is no like bill of rights you have to agree to. There is no Canadian charter or values you have to agree to call yourself Canadian. You just have to do two things. Say you are Hindu. That means you are part of Hindu civilization. And say you are not going to question the government, we'll have unity in political action. That's it. Submit. And that is what the Sikhs will never do. Okay. That is why the Sikhs are in perpetual conflict. The Sikhs don't, they are fiercely, they come from a tribal background, which is fiercely independent. They, they just fight with each other. They'll fight with me. You know, if they don't agree with my idea, they'll be like, they'll come out to kill me, even if we have unity in political thought. 
they're just the fact that they don't agree and it's kind of virtuous for them and i was reading some of the uh, tweets i know cheryl is down there i'll kind of uh, cheryl i don't know whether you can speak i was trying to read her you know latest uh, she was kind of uh, you know sick of like some six got after her and she been supporting the sick cause but uh, because she is not fully conversant with the, the sick way right now but anyways so <coughs> so that is uh, what is the problem at hand and uh, that battlefield between sikhs and indi hindu nationalism or indian nationalism which was continuing in uh, the uh, in indian subcontinent where uh, with the sikhs having to migrate in large numbers to canada and us that battlefield has moved to canada and us uh, sikhs here uh, they obviously they have realized there's no point of doing violent kind of thing because they are sitting in us and canada they don't want to bring a bad name to these countries by doing you know militant actions in india through giving meaning supports from here so they come up with this new way the less to a referendum and uh, what that referendum has done is it has forced the hand of indian government and it is kind of exposing the indian government as a kind of a terrorist nation but the problem is and and now i'll open the question and we'll kind of take it forward is what indian states action are doing is it is surprising the western civilization because the west thought can it to the must have thought i'll kind of publicly object and then modi will back down biden also thought the same uh, australia prime minister also then what they i think the national security establishment of uh, west has failed in realizing is that indian nationalists have infiltrated their system <laughs> they are everywhere they are in google they are in twitter they are on youtube they are on in your they are funding your political candidates they are and you see like uh, today trudeau is under pressure trudeau is standing up for standing up for canadian charter if it was not india and any other country doing this action i'm telling you even uk if did had done this action uh, in uh, canada <coughs> today the narrative in canada would have been to wage a war with uk an ally country but today the narrative in canada is hijacked by these indian nationalists who are part of canadian system <coughs> there are people like you know cbc like this terry guy you know his name sounds like a dog you know i don't know terry muluski and you know in, in, in punjab we, we name our dogs terry sherry cherry you know so his name is like a dog because i call him i deliberately insult him because his actions are like that there are people like who who on the perforce are sophisticated analysts like subrupa subramania they are like people who are they are all coming out to now take because they know that this is a war so they are not, they are foreign agents of hindu nationalists working within canada as canadians and in the canadians they have weaponized canada's charter against canada <laughs> so so they are saying oh, you can't say anything to us i can support the indian government right but because the indian government is a non nato ally so i can support it but the fact is that the indian government is acting like a hostile nation it is and have you have anybody ever thought has putin can openly release a hit list of canadians and get away with it putin is a hostile nation i i was surprised <coughs> modi is showing that how much power the indian nationalists have modi after leaving a hit list on canadian citizens Modi day for yesterday the NIA released a list of bounties on heads of american citizens so they have thrown the gauntlet in front of biden and biden has not bitten it yet <laughs> biden has retreated biden doesn't have the right by this time 
imagine if north korea had done this imagine if iran had done this imagine if leave iran uk had done this okay india U, us armies uh, us naval ships and aircraft carriers would have surrounded that country by now but here is prime minister modi the head of there is a new hitler in the west which has risen which is challenging the west and is saying i give a shit about your values you know yeah, and i give a shit i'm going to kill anybody who raises his voice against hindu nationalism or indian nationalism or dares to say it and then you can't do anything but they can't do anything biden can't do anything because all of these indian nationalists have infiltrated his system you see this modi how the modi event that happened when trump went with uh, modi uh, into a stadium where american citizens are waving indian flags <laughs> okay this if it was xi jinping coming to us and doing it it would have been treated as a national security threat if it was putin coming and doing this such a function with russia it would have been treated as a national security threat i am telling you even if the uk pm doesn't do that it will be an odd situation that hey why are you all britishers suddenly waving british flag in a stadium with your prime minister okay but india got away with it and you, the american national security establishment slept on it they slept on it because 40% of it is filled with indian nationalists <laughs> so <laughs> it's a very very interesting time modi and ajit doval know it okay because they are in touch with these guys people like rupa subramania were in india for last 9 10 years she was in touch she is in touch with the rss ideology she is in touch with ib the raw you know they are fed all their talking points you see they are coming out uh, my hope out of this is that the the american and canadian security establishment wakes up to the reality okay the virus is within you this is not nazis who will come with an army at your door this is this uh, the the hindu nationalistic uh, version of nazism believes in sabotage infiltration uh, narrative control and once they control the narrative they control you you know if they can set the narrative in canada then they control canada so so that is what's going on in my books and that's where the geopolitical implications of it is the war is on and it seems uh, canada is al- alone as of now uh, the i5 nations are there but honestly if this was uh, any other ally nation the canadian ships uh, the naval defense ships should have been there what canada should do if it wants if it is serious about winning this war and not not destroying every foundational value on which canada is formed they should create a, immediately first they should create is uh, uh, less the damage caused by the indian nationalists create a foreign agent registry and identify use this moment to identify all these infiltrated foreign agents of indian nationalism within canada people no matter whether they are mps or you know they are they are you know funders or businessmen or teachers but that is where you know the canadian charter itself is a problem for them they the, by nature they it's they're going to face resistance from within canada to do it and that modi is nowhere that's why i say the canadian charter has been weaponized against against the west today by modi and it's a it's a it's a very very dangerous play um and uh, you know i hope you know i am a sikh we sikhs you know sikhs have a fatalistic attitude and like, we don't care you know we are like okay we'll always speak what is right and we don't care but damn you know like who wins or who loses what what matters is 
whether we stood for the right or wrong uh, it's time is will be will be good will be interesting to see how this geopolitical war pans out whether the west recognizes the virus and starts action on it or it sleeps over it okay with that said let me take some more i know akj your hand was up i'm sorry i've done a monologue for too long but um, i should have taken more speakers but uh, but you can con- you, if you want to put a point please put it up before i go to the next speaker okay akj might have uh, left it and let me take uh, uh, usman my brother uh, but and i know there are a lot of people whose hand was raised earlier i'll take you guys as well hey usman how are you man i am good harjeet bhai um, such an interesting topic to talk about i wanna just share my experience if you allow me for 2 minutes go ahead go ahead okay. man we are in west man let's let's raise the hue and cry that we are under attack wake up okay you know? I think yeah so there was a space yesterday i went to uh, there were about 800 people and i just wanted to advocate or i just wanted to explain them the value of free speech right we live in canada and me i doesn't like that kids are talk taught about lgbtq or things like that i mean there are there is a huge segment who doesn't like this to be taught in the school to the kids but however it goes under the uh, it goes under the free speech and then people talk about it so i was just trying to draw this point along with the point of people who are advocating khalistan and who are wanting their own country because of many factors which uh, i don't need to discuss now we have discussed that so i mean um, 800 people and nobody wanted to listen or nobody wanted to understand this perspective about the free speech i mean we all know that canada is one of the top country where the free speech is allowed i mean we can honestly abuse people and we will we'll get away with that because that <laughs> comes under the free speech and then people who are living here um and are let's say advocating khalistan because they believe so right so that's their right to say whatever they feel like and they don't want to listen okay so that is i just wanted to say that the society has gone so hostile the indian society in particular and if we see last 10 years or 15 years that's a build up that is not that has not happened uh, drastically or that has not happened instantaneously right in last 15 years or so this has happened and now 1 billion people uh, i mean uh, out of 1.4 maybe 1 billion are hindus so they all are under the impression which we have which we are discussing that this is how the society should be governed or this is how the hindu uh, supremacy should be applied on the minority including the rest of the world too i mean it's it's not about including the people who are living in india they are kind of i don't know what kind of mindset do they have but they are trying to spread it as we are discussing in the western world too so the, the last point i am trying to say so in last 15 years whatever we see here okay for example i mean the the value of hinduism has increased so much that we see these stars we see these bollywood people going to the uh, going to the mandirs we don't see people from uh, hinduism going to like mosques or, or anything like that because the value has increased so much if you align yourself with hinduism by hook or crook you will be 
valued in the society right so i don't know how they can return from this point onward i don't know if we have reached a plateau yet or we still have to reach a plateau further which will be so uh, as severe which will have so severe impact for the uh, minorities living in india and then people who are associated with india so i mean i don't know how how will it evolve from here how bad how how bad will it be before we return or harjeet uh, bhai that's all i i had to say share your thoughts on that i mean how worst we will get into this that's my question yeah yeah no, absolutely let me let me explain you know I'll, I'll come to your point that how how bad things have gone like like how late canada is on the game and canada i assume the security establishment has woken up i assume okay biden they are seeing what is happening australia is seeing that is happening okay they are not able to gather their balls to kind of take a stance they are still hoping i think i think trump is right biden is sleeping on the job so they are still kind of hoping against hope this dies down but what they don't realize is they have exposed themselves in front of you like their intention like when you see this guy called vivek ramaswamy who is a tamil brahman who is today running for the president like i being a backer my background in india and i knowing the kind of the what is the, that this is nazism hindu nationalism or indian nationalism is nothing but nazism by another name i am going to default if you, tomorrow there is a guy who says i am a nazi are you going to kind of make him like your presidential candidate said <laughs> no you are going to or you he says yes i i am from a nazi family you're going to you're going to doubt his kind of you know belief in canadian values and you're going to say prove me to you me to to me that you are not a nazi first then we will talk but here it is america is giving like you know like citizenships and green cards and and like political things and there is this there was this lady called tulsika gabard and like and then they are fighting election and they are not realizing that this is like your this is trojan horses sent by indian nationalists at the core at their core they they want the resurrection of war nationalism their heart is with indian nationalism there is unity in political action when a guy who was that guy there is all the spokesmen who are all the uh, indians who come on for the us establishment the problem is and i don't know how to solve this problem honestly and it's kind of a it's a it's a dichot it's a huge dilemma because the values the american values in me tell me that i shouldn't judge the person by their ancestry by their that's how america is formed that's the beauty of america but now you have a group of people who are experts at hiding their belief who are experts who don't believe in american values who don't really believe in freedom of expression who don't really believe in you know uh, second amendment or even or even like 5% of bill of rights but who definitely believe in having unity of action or having a strong hindu nationalistic setup in india and they are going to hide their beliefs with whatever way they're going to act like a virus take leave control of levers of power within us and then start controlling the narrative within united states itself canada is a living example of today the prime minister of canada has declared war has openly declared that there is a hostile nation india he stood up in the canadian parliament to say that that hey there is a country which has is not an ally it is doing hostile action against us and trudeau is on the dock 
in Canadian media. <laughs> Any other country, there would have been a rally around the flag. And you know why that is not happening? That is not happening because Indian nationalists control the narrative in Canada. It is, it is true, you know, I, it is, this incident has proven. They control, uh, they, they can speak sophisticated English, they can articulate themselves, they can use, you know, things like, uh, you know, uh, sophisticated argument. And they are using it to kind of control the narrative. They control, they are, they are sitting as MPs. The MP, like today, Chandra Arya, he's a member of Trudeau's party, I think, and he's not supporting his prime minister. <laughs> and they, they, they believe in the, this is an art they have perfected over 2,000 years. And uh, this, is a, this is a type of warfare that uh, neither the security establishment of Canada and neither the security establishment of United States has probably faced ever in their existence so so i think it will be an interesting kind of you know uh, kind of you know thing Ajit bhai, yeah, uh, one more point so uh, we are right now we are talking about the smoke right and then let's go back to the fire and uh, i mean to say origin origin of all this animosity hostility so we are talking about a country who has a nsa national security advisor who Went to Gurmandir Sahib, uh, um, I, I, uh, Golden Temple in 1988 or something like that. Acted as... Darbar Sahib, the right name is Darbar, Darbar Sahib. Okay, uh, apologies for that. So, uh, acted as a spy who was involved in many other such kind of projects against the minorities. So that person is acting as an NSA. So what should we expect, honestly? So that is the least we are seeing today, right? So I think that is just a beginning, uh, Harjit Bhai. Uh, we have seen six or seven casualties in last six months. I really, honestly, I, I hope that doesn't happen. I just hope that I am wrong in speculating or forecasting what will happen. But I just think that this is just the beginning. They'll go, I mean, if the, if the West doesn't stand, or if the people doesn't value what the people who are living in West, I mean, if, if the government doesn't protect their rights, they'll go further. One more thing, the last point, uh, then I'll go. So uh, yesterday, I mean, uh, in parliament, in Indian parliament, so a, a somebody who belonged to a minority was like, uh, uh, he was called, uh, like with by using such bad names by a bgp candidate i don't know if if somebody has seen a video or not so before that people would be narrated or people would be like named with these kind of bad names on the streets but this has happened for the first time in their new parliament in india that if somebody has not seen a video i don't want to say w such words over here there are so many people and so somebody who belonged to a minority was called with such bad names and uh, this is a no no i will i will use that word the word used by you no know, why are these words there's a member of parliament who in the parliament of hindu india yeah. stood up and called another person yeah. Okay, so, so look, imagine, look, I want to kind of link it to the idea. Uh, if you can this word is not used to, why is this word used uh, against uh, Indian Muslims? It is used again and again to check whether they react. It is used to check whether they have submitted or not. Okay, and to drive home the point that nobody can question the government.
there's a there's a purpose with it. it's not done like senselessly it's like you know the yeah. uh, so one minute nikhil it's more of an instigation what nikhil wants to say instigate them to react and uh, you know basically they're doing it plotting it plotting it uh, they're trying they're testing their patience actually and this is really sad what's happening is so sad i mean and uh, to harjeet's point uh, yes uh, the hindu establishment is forget infiltrating india they've infiltrated us to such an extent because i've been fighting them for the better part of my existence here in the us these people have infiltrated uh, they have something called hindu seva sang which i keep telling people i mean even right thinking people when the covid happened in india i would rather give it uh, to some other organizations than to give it to the seva international which is um, uh, which is an arm um, extension of hss and i was telling people the problem is they have infiltrated um, they have i mean they've been successful in infiltrating both parties republican and democrat i mean uh, there's the cases where we had to i mean uh, P, uh, i think somebody i think it was harjit who quoted peter frederick i was i have been one very vocal supporting him right at, right from the start because finally if you look at my profile uh, for me now human rights matters over national security for me human rights is takes precedence over national security because every human make this society it's not i mean there's no nation without us right so for me harjit and uh, ashutosh or nikhil is as much important as uh, the whole idea concept and uh, idea of a nation so uh, for me so i've been fighting this and uh, of othering uh, people in india and these guys have infiltrated we'll have to join forces and see to it that i mean it's not gone that deep in us as yet i don't know about canada it's not gone in that deep in us as yet we can still uh, cure the malaise here in the us harjit we should get on a call um because if we i mean space is a great place but honestly we need to treat this malaise before it gets so far that we fall victim to it here in the western countries as well i've heard it they've gotten deep into you systems in uk and canada us luckily the, the population is still not to that extent compared i mean vis-a-vis us's population so but they have they have managed to get into high offices in some places and we'll have to we'll have to present a united front to see to it that that you know uh, we we put a glass ceiling to how far they can go that's what i wanted to say sorry yeah. oh, sorry nikhil you were talking so i would yeah. yeah harjit so i think we should get on a call honestly and we'll 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 have to plan this because i'm very serious about this because this disease spreads here uh, we all are we all will be sailing in the same boats that minorities in india sailing i mean uh, they will somehow man they'll i mean look at this uh, ramaswami guy i mean he he pretty much sounds like a rss ideologue running for uh, on a republican ticket i mean honestly to me the, the words that come out of his mouth and that the ones that come out of mouth of this guy called tejasvi surya in bangalore are no no different i mean and they're using america's liberal values they're using america's openness and they're using i mean he calls himself libertarian bullshit i mean i i call him I call his bullshit out because that's not libertarian and he openly professes he practices i mean I mean, he wears his. I have nothing against people practicing that. I'm an atheist by just just so that. But my family practices, right? I mean, you will see on my. 
And I personally, the only temple I, I'm, and I'm not, I mean, I wish I, my wife was there. The only temple I visit is Gurdwara. I don't know why. For the last 30, 25 odd years, the only and the ones in Wisconsin, which happened to be my favorite. I don't know why I feel more welcome there. I feel at home. Nobody indoctrinates me on anything. So even though I was not born a Sikh, I pretty much practice a lot of uh, uh, Sikh values in my day-to-day -day living, you know. So what I want to say is we'll need to join forces, whether you're Hindu, Muslim, Sikh, whatever community, because if this disease spreads in the U.S., God save all of us. Then then I don't know how far it's gone in, in Canadian into Canadian system, but we'll have to stop it here before it spreads. Yeah, before going to Nikola, I just want to add one thing. Look, um, I am an American Sikh today and my country is being attacked. I have recognized it's under attack, okay? But uh, and so it's my job to wake up my fellow Americans that, man, this is not this is not a friendly country. This is not... Indian nationalism is not aligned or it's not just a benign threat sitting at an offshore thing. It is right now on our shores inside our system. Look, the difference, one of the differences I have kind of highlighted between Nazism and Brahmin, uh, 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 Hinduism or Indian nationalist uh, kind of a movement, I pointed out they are trying to achieve, uh, I've, in their tactics as well, there is a very finer difference. Nazis, you know, they, they believe to, uh, that they will bring out unity in political action through hard power using enemy tanks, aircraft and guns and fighting in a war like such is kind of a virtue. The tactic for Hindu nationalists and Brahmas have been to infiltrate the society like a virus and then take control of their brain and then take control of the narrative and then destroy the enemy from within. So that is the tactic. That's why the the, the West and America have no clue that there is such a warfare also that exists, you know. And uh, so so that, that lack of understanding is leaving, leading to them kind of being sleeping right now. But, you know, my our job is to wake them up, uh, again, people like you. So that's what we are doing. Nikhil, go ahead, please. Yeah. Yeah, hi. Uh, so I think you're right on that. See, the... Bigger thing that I always that, that I always point out, and that uh, obviously you pointed out just a minute ago, is that they don't use uh, guns and uh, weapons against you. They use, uh, you know, they they pollute your brain. That is what they are trying to do. They'll pollute your thoughts. They will try to, you know, make you realize that this is the only way out. And uh, see, this is happening one reason because see, if you read the book. Uh, by Dr. Ambedkar, which is very important, I think, on this uh, annihilation of caste. You know, he pointed out one thing in, about the Indian society is that, uh, you know, they're so divided, Hindus are so divided that what happens is basically if you fall, uh, if you get into trouble, right, if something bad happens to you, you know, your neighbor might not even come to help you. And this is something that... Uh, is very much there in Indian society. And I think one thing which, you know, Brahmanism or whatever you call it in your, basically we call it Hindutva in this country. And I also feel that it is a virus, but well, the best way to stop it, you know, is to find people who will stand up for their rights. What these people will do is they will take away all your resources. They will, you know, make you so dependent on them that uh, you have no other option but to yield. And this is what I, you know, experience day-to-day -day living in this country. You know, they, they, they're, they're constantly trying to take away 
you know, you find a way out, they'll try to take it from you. And this is where I think what we need to do is what Dr. Ambedkar said was, we need to organize those communities. Like even the British did that. So there are communities in India which, you know, are deprived, which are backward. And, you know, these communities need to be, you know, told about their rights. Once these communities become free, like you said, talked about Sikhism, obviously, you know, Sikh really, I have a lot of Sikh friends. I've been to Punjab many times. And, uh, you know, last, I think this April itself, I went for a wedding. And what I see in the Sikh community is that they're not ready to yield. You know, they're, they're like, uh, they say, we'll not yield. You try whatever you want to try. This is our way of doing things. We'll do it our way. And uh, this is what I think people need to encourage in India. And obviously, you know, the thing is that this is their headquarters, right? You know, India is their headquarters. So this is where they, if you want to really, you know, stop this. One way is to, you know, do it in here. You know, you have to tell people that you have freedom, that your rights are not negotiable, that if they stop your resources, you have to fight and you have to get it from them. And you have to tell them that you, it is your birthright to get it. And this is something that uh, I think, you know, from Canadian side or from the American side, this is what we generally expect, right? You know, if you see, there's a quote uh, which I have read many times, and I think I agree with it. You know, even my lawyer has it in my, his, you know, injustice anywhere is threat to justice everywhere. Okay, if something injustice is happening in India, tomorrow it's going to reach America somehow or the other. So even the chaos theory says that. So that is where you have to stop it at its source. You know, you have to make people aware of their rights. You have to say, no, no, no. You just can't give everything away and then whatever simple rights they give you, just those rights you take and say, okay, fine. At least I'm getting food to eat. At least I'm getting close to where. So, you know, that is where people have to say that, you know, you, you pointed out, I think somebody pointed out, you know, right to have a conscious which I think you said it's in Canadian uh, constitution. You know, the American constitution also points out the pursuit of happiness. You know, the pursuit of happiness, everything comes into that. You know, the right to choose your profession, the right to choose your partner, the right to choose every whatever you want, like whichever way you want to live. You know, and I think this is something that there are people in India who want to live that life. And obviously, there are a lot of people in civil society who want to do that. No, no, but uh, there, there are people, but are they willing to put their neck on the line? That's the question. So, so obviously, there are people, I have my neck on the line. Like, there are no, no, Nikhil, who... Nikhil, what Harjit wants to say is uh, everything gets uh, uh, framed in the uh, national security perspective. Anything where, whatever we are speaking also, is deemed anti-national and people people tell me oh man why are you i, I say this is not i'm fighting for rights of people and uh, fighting for anybody's right can never be anti-national number one but they will frame it that way you do anything i mean that's why i try to differentiate india and government of india i am attacking the policy of government whether it's congress or bjp or see okay and harjit to your point why i support rahul gandhi is if you look at rahul gandhi he's the only one who is not for, his party is that's why i separated him from his party the only person who is not fallen to this trope of pseudo national i call it pseudo nationalism he goes outside india and voices the real problems of india which these so called no, down no, no i can i i'm going to hold you when has what has stopped rahul gandhi from asking 
what evidence does indian government has to say hardeep singh nichar is a terrorist see the question is there is a defamation that so, is going on so hold on hold on nikhil uh, nikhil yeah. hold on hold on hold on just the fact that rahul gandhi is not asking that very simple question then rahul gandhi has submitted even if he internally even if he is you he has said he is an indian nationalist because who is an indian nationalist indian nationalist is a, that's why i think we need to go back to the definition and i want everybody to kind of understand this oh, people who believe in having or have submitted to the idea of unity in political action that we have a government and you know what government says we'll kind of agree with it when where government draws the line everybody has fallen in line government has made a the indian government like or indian nationalist government has made a false accusation that hardeep singh nijjar is a terrorist so trudeau is asking okay what is the evidence the, they are not providing any evidence that question itself also rahul gandhi has not asked you know why he has not asked because he knows that's going to upset most of the indians his main vote bank no you are right no no you are right and this is the election i mean we are six months short of election so see at this point Yeah, I mean, if he talks uh, just like uh, Bernie Sanders here, do, uh, when after the Democratic nomination, because I work closely with Democratic Party, he took a back seat because there are times when you, to attain your objectives, you need to be in the decision-making seat. At this point, if he raises that, the same Pulwama issue happens where he gets badgered uh, as being anti-national. As it is, uh-huh. no, 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 he, no, no, that's fine, that's fine, Cam. But at least he could have told, talk, uh, told his. party leaders to keep quiet but he did he, he was not able to keep you know uh, manishankar ayer or uh, this guy what is his name uh, uh, shashi tarur no oh, i totally guy. agree totally so agree coming fully full guns blasting so who is going to trust them when they have they, okay votes are fine but uh, do you have some values you know like you they could have very no, easily said no harjit but the same logic extends to even the party which espouses sikh cause in india right even akali dal couldn't raise that issue directly oh, because absolutely. absolutely no no so akali dal lost all credibility so now akali dal you know what people call akali dal why they lost election in bazar people call it khali dal <laughs> the sikhs because the, the name for akali dal is khali dal okay so if the, the butt of jokes that khali dal has become in you know uh, sikh circles you don't know so so uh, so so they have lost no that's credit. what i'm saying yeah. are that's what i'm saying look at this siddiq appan the guy raised a valid question against government excesses he's been behind bars for i don't know how long now maybe a few years now the problem in india your apps i mean why you see you it for a moment when you were speaking i thought it was me speaking for example you can ask anybody here who's been with me on other space i am a strong believer in federalism extreme to an extreme and what you said exactly i say those 19 years between 91 and 2010 i call 2000 uh, 2008 when the congress uh, unfortunately got a little larger majority and they became little more centrist but between those tw- two th- 1991 and 2008 was the best period in india because prosperity got uniformly distributed there was no central power structure and i hope this india what i see in india alliance what i like about india alliance is i think they we probably if they win we may go back to those days where you know, the prosperity is uniform the nationalistic so called jingoism slowly gets uh, dialed down but the, but one problem is as long as rss lives that they are not going to let this happen so that's why i'm saying we'll have to hit them from where their source you know if you remember al kapoon 
they didn't go straight after his neck they went after his accountant and the accountants for these rss are these nris we'll have yeah, to yeah. go absolutely i i like to kind of go into solution in my mind right now you know what is the solution for this look the the when we you have to look at what happened to six we first i think the world starts needs to admiring that the there is a group of sikhs there is a group of small group of people called sikh which actually started speaking around this against this new form of nazism way back in 1947 and they got persecuted thousands and thousands were killed left their holiest place was attacked with army tanks bombs they persecuted left right center nobody in india spoke nobody i can tell you neither the dalits spoke against it neither the christians spoke against it neither the muslims spoke against it because all of them had already submitted to the idea of having unity in political action which is to the indian government whatever the indian government is doing is good so so nobody spoke against it and i know you know all these people you know who today mouth barkha dat and ravish kumar uh, you know of the world had ravish kumar come out and condemned the killing of hardeep singh nijar what is the stand of barkha that so called liberal you know thing ravish kumar i was i am against modi i am against fascism i against hinduism very really, heavy condemned the killing of sardar hardeep singh nijar no he standing with the indian government on this so so the fact is that so this was going on and it was gone six when they they escaped you know thanks to west who gave refuge in large numbers to west and now indian nationalists have bought the war to west because this is where sikhs live they say if you speak here as well they bought the war here and now they have infiltrated west left right and center the sikhs are still standing up look i don't like i, I like to comment on you know sfj initially when they were doing the referendum i had full doubt man like who are they they probably are agents of indian government itself that was my initial doubts uh with this action and now confirmation that hardeep singh nijar was killed i was like they have gained credibility in my eyes i still have reservations on how mr pannu comes on tv and some of you know way like crude ways kind of you know videos come in but i think that is kind of i'm i'm assuming i seem most like you know like what trump kind of comes on tv and tr- the the content of many things that trump says is not very how is uh, is wrong it's just his delivery is that new york and that everybody feel like what is this white racist guy who is there so sometimes it is the delivery and not the content which people might not like but uh, i am i am not there yet but i am increasingly getting convinced to the point that maybe all of us should just start supporting the khalistan referendum i think we should i think that is your tool support it you know like support it and because that is the war front <laughs> that is the that is your banner right now use that support it that sikhs have the right to demand a separate nation okay and they are right and that is going to expose the in this this virus of hindu nationalism in western society itself because all these viruses which have kind of entered our system in america they'll have to come out and they will come after you like they are coming after trudeau they are coming after every single labor party leader who is speaking up and they are exposing themselves in the process and that exposure is very important because i am an american and i have lived here enough now i can tell you at the core american values are sikh values i have never felt anything different i think the the bill of rights to me looks like a sikhi charter <coughs> and there is i give you an example okay I'll to to you guys like i think hindu nationalism has met a worthy opponent 
I'll give you an example. Um, when these vaccine mandates were rolling out, uh, some people were against it, some people are pro it, but that's a discussion that happens in a free society. But government started mandating that you have to get an injection, otherwise you can't come into the government office. That was a big no-no to me as an American. I was not against vaccine, but I didn't want to get, you know, I, and I was thinking I'll get a vaccine, but the moment they said you're going to have it, you are basically asking for unity in political action, you know, the same thing. So you have to have to get it. I'm like, now I'm not going to get it. None of my family got vaccinated. And then the Washington state said any police officer who is not, who refuses to get it has to, you know, they will be fired. Uh, any teacher, anything. And I was discussing with my friend, who was obviously born here. And I was telling man, now people will, you know, this is too much. Like nobody's going to leave their pensionable jobs and get vaccinated. And he said, no, Harjeet, watch it. I said, no, man, like, who going to leave, like, life with all earning government job people don't leave easily. And, uh, man, I was the Seattle Police Department. Half of Seattle Police Department was empty. People left their jobs. People went jobless rather than submitting to the idea. And they were not against vaccine. They were against the idea that you are going to force me to do something just because you are the government. So they, they left their jobs. The, the, the first responders, the firefighters, the teachers, many teachers as well, they didn't come to the job. Uh, the Seattle Police Department was half empty and they had this big recruitment drive. And that day I realized, man, like these are like Sikhs. Like this is, this is what I'm used to, you know. Like uh, you, don't, you don't bend on your values. You don't compromise on, you don't compromise when it comes to values like job, life. These things are secondary. You know, you never compromise. So, so. No, Ajay, to your point, I, my argument is if asking for Hindu Rashtra is uh, right, then asking for Khalistan Rashtra, I mean, Khalistan is also right. Because you cannot have to, they're not mutually uh, exclusive. If Hindus or RSS wants Hindu Rashtra, then why, I mean, by the same extension. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no even, if, even, if, even if RSS does not want Hindu Rashtra, anybody has a right to ask for self-determination. That's a basic foundational value. No, no. What I meant, no. What I mean is, asking for Hindu Rashtra is not considered anti-national. Why? I mean, even that is a secessionist idea, right? I mean, asking for Hindu Rashtra is trying to establish something that's. I mean, let's assume. No, no, no. no there, there, they will get you. They'll say it is not secessionist because we are. Their idea is not succession. Succession. They're right. What they're saying is their idea is a Nazi. They are actually unifying in their mind, and they're correct. What they are saying is, we want unity in political action through civilizational solidarity. That's where I think we need to go back to the definition. So what they're saying is, all of us should get into one political unit and act as one political unit without any dissension, which is exactly the idea that Hitler had for Germany. They are not saying we should kind of secessionize into like Hindu. That's why I'm saying religion has little to do with it. It is Nazism, the Hinduism or Hindu nationalism, uh, not Hinduism, I'd say Hindu nationalism or Indian nationalism is Nazism in another fashion. And the only finer difference is they are seeking political unity in subcontinent, unity in political action in subcontinent through civilizational solidarity. And they are willing to use whatever means at their disposal to ensure it. And... Uh, which is exactly what kind of Hitler did. And they are willing to kind of go to whichever shores of the world to find out the enemies against this idea of having unity in political action. Now, why the Sikhs are on, why suddenly SFG is on target is, I think when the farmer agitation happened, 
Sikhs are just 1.5% of India's population. But imagine how they went ahead and bl- sat. They didn't block any roads, okay? It was not like truckers convoy which was blocking anything. They sat on the road on the side. They put langars and food for poor people up there for two years. And all of that funding was sent from diaspora. People in India don't have that much money. So, so that gave a message to the Indian nationalist, Hindu nationalist. Man, these are Sikhs to, are, are still a power. They can still raise their head. And, and their power, source of power is diaspora. So how do we rein them in? And they rein them in. They're saying, okay, if you do something <coughs> against us, we are going to basically declare you a terrorist and ask for extradition. So first what they did was, they declared <coughs> Hardeep Singh Nijjar a terrorist. So the Canadian government, and just to kind of lay out the facts right now, so people understand what is actually what actually happened, the flow of the events. Uh, Canadian government obviously asked that, okay, we cooperate with you. We want to cooperate with you. They want to cooperate with India. Okay, so we want you as against China. So please give us some evidence, some excuse, so we can, you know, uh, take some action against this guy. But they have absolutely no evidence to say he's like, a, uh, which will meet the definition of being a terrorist under Canadian law. They have no such evidence. Now, in Indian law, anybody who can, in, not even in Indian law, in Indian mindset, anybody who will say Indian government is bad is a terrorist, especially if you are a non-Hindu. So, so but Indians, are, they genuinely believe, no, no, he's a terrorist. And Trudeau is saying, man, give me something, something, please. They've been talking through years. And I, can, I will lock this guy up, hand him over to you in handcuffs. But uh, they have zero evidence. And uh, so what happened was, uh, at some point in time, um, uh, Modi realized that, man, we have immense power. We have these people in Canada. We have these people in infiltrated in the uh, U.S. Uh, they are not going to, you know, uh, they, they don't, uh, Canada does not have the gumption to kind of do anything. I have to make sure that Hindu nationalism is not threatened. Uh, it seeks and their ability to kind of raise their head is a threat. So let us silence the diaspora. Go ahead and create terror in the minds of Sikhs living in the diaspora. Go ahead and kill a couple of guys there. So he lets and kills people out and we will handle the repercussions. So now Modi is handling the repercussions. He has put, actually put heat on Trudeau. If you read media, it's not the heat. is. There are people like uh, infiltrators of Hindu nationalism in Canada. See uh, this Terry Maluski, this uh, Rupa Subramania, all these other, you know, even some conservative party leaders who probably have taken money from Hindu nationalists. <coughs> they have been funded. They probably have been, uh, they're totally infiltrated. Their brains are today being influenced by all these sophisticated articles they are writing. So, so they are all kind of, they're controlling the narrative. They are in media, they are in finance, they are in Google, they are in Facebook, they are in technology. So they are controlling all the narrative. In, and the narrative is that Trudeau has probably goofed up somewhere. And, uh, and that is actually putting pressure on Trudeau. So, so man, it's phenomenal what's going on. And I think uh, Canada, uh, uh, has been it, it's not a battle that Canada started. Canada is now, you know, uh, Canada has been challenged by a Nazi state, like Hitler challenged. Nobody, if you read history, when Hitler rose, everybody in Europe capitulated. Like there's jokes going around how French kind of capitulated. Everybody capitulated. Okay. UK has already capitulated. UK is cooperating with India. They are handing over you know, this guy, their UK citizen is languishing in an Indian jail for four years. And he has nothing to do with any terrorist act. No evidence, zero evidence. 
and then he's languishing young boy he was there for marrying big india wanted to create an example for uk6 and they for the canadian six they created through hardeep singh nijar and the problem is the the problem the dilemma that trudeau is in okay if i even let it go okay if i let this happen if i if i look the other way like they look the other way due to the air india 182 bombing which was again a handiwork of indian intelligence if people need to know how please look on my twitter line i have a lot of threads on it there is actually a book on it written by the journalist from the top the most credible news agencies in canada uh, brian mckendry went to hear kashmiri it is called soft target which lays out how exactly that that dastardly terror attack was planned by indian operatives raw and indian government using some seeks to, uh, to bring down that aircraft so and how the justice will never be delivered so read that book very revealing book or if you don't have time read my tweets on those uh, subject so so now trudeau is in the fix if he does not put a stop to this if he does not raise this the day india stop that india's list is not ending at hardeep singh nijar because the sikhs are not going to capitulate just by one killing by killing one hardeep singh nijar modi does not understand but trudeau understands that he has created 50000 hardeep singh nijars why is hardeep singh today openly talking about i am an ex military third generation army officer why am i talking and openly saying man this is a nazi action by indian government because hardeep singh nijar was killed and it is confirmed it was an action so i give two hoots to fuck with indian government and their nazism you know so by killing one hardeep singh nijar indian government has created 50000 i am giving you the exact number hardeep singh nijar somebody was threatening me yesterday you know on this with the years now you your name has come they are going to come after you i said ma'am welcome you don't understand six psyche you will create one hardeep singh there will be 10 hardeep singh who will be born that is what our, our history is so that is what they have gotten into and uh, the i think um, this is basically indira gandhi on steroids somebody used that language <laughs> okay that's modi indira gandhi on steroids and uh, so uh, so it's interesting what's going to happen and uh, trudeau has been forced to take a stand if trudeau backs down modi's list is not uh, going to end at hardeep singh nijar because uh, sikhs are not going to back down uh tomorrow canada can start arresting sikhs and putting them in the jail they are not going to back down that's going to actually exaggerate the problem because sikhs are not like indian muslims or indian nagas or indian manipuris who will then say please forgive us we are going to bend down we'll keep quiet down they will react ferociously and you don't want to you know somebody has said you know a british uh, writer during partition he said no no not british writer you know the governor uh, satyapal malik yeah, if you've seen his interview <coughs> he said he gave the advice to modi don't do an indira gandhi don't do the same mistake sikhs are a nation you don't make them your enemy you make friends with them and they will give you their everything for you and you do friendship with them and he said that is what he said but that is what the hindu nationalism cannot do it because if they do friendship with sikhs they will have to admit that sikhs are a nation and they are a separate nation and they'll have to give them equal request that is what they are not willing to do because their aim is a total unity in political action and absorption of sikhi and their attitude and make them submit so that is that play here um uh, i will take maybe one or two more questions i i want to take some indian nationalist or hindu nationalist uh their question the problem is when you know they, these guys come they start uttering propaganda rather than you know really 
making their viewpoint kind of, you know, in a way that is, you know, non-provocative, but at the same time kind of talks about, you know, why why Hindu nationalism. So I'm going to try, I'm still going to try. <laughs> uh, who can speak, uh, Hindu nationalist can speak articulately about what is Hindu nationalism and why we should uh, support Hindu nationalism. Uh, is there anybody, please wave your hand and I'll give you the mic. Who is confident enough? Anybody in the audience who is a Hindu nationalist or Indian nationalist, it's the same thing. You might think it is different. It is the same thing. You want to say there's Indian nationalism is good and why we should go for Indian nationalism. Okay, Shubham has waves. I'm giving one, two, three. Okay. Oh, there are a couple of... Oh, so that's just a thumbs up. Just wave your hand if you think you can speak articulately and convince me why Hindu nationalism. Uh, dopamine, I think dopamine is interested. Down. Oh, great. Let's give to dopamine. Um... Yeah, no, so I, I don't like a space which is less one-dimensional, you know. Uh, the only thing I don't like is propaganda, you know, just like unintelligent repetition of point, something that should add value, right? And even if it is of uh, opposite point, not an issue. Uh, you know, we are all mature people. At least I could consider myself to be. I might not be, but so that's the idea. So, dopamine, my question to you, if I will uh, suggest, you can speak on whatever you want, but um, but my, my, my kind of, the, what I'm really interested in is, I have laid down to you what is Hindu nationalism, that it is seeking unity in political action through civilizational solidarity. That uh, what uh, that is what RSS and Congress are seeking, that, uh, hey, we are a civilizational nation. And, <laughs> and uh, that's the whole thing at play. What's your view on that? Do you agree, disagree, you want to add a different dimension? Please go ahead. Niji, ना मेरा कोई नेशनलिज्म में बिलीव करता हूं मैं बट मेरा एक सवाल था आपसे अरजीत पाजी जो आपने पहले बोला था कि भाई डोपामिन जी इफ यू कैन स्पीक इन इंग्लिश कैन यू इफ यू आर कंफर्टेबल इफ यू आर बिकॉज़ देयर सो मेनी पीपल हियर हु डोंट अंडरस्टैंड यू नो नहीं नहीं फिर तो आप किसी और को ले लो मैं किसी और को ले लेता हूं ना प्लीज है ना बिकॉज़ यू नो आई डू लर्निंग स्पेसेस इन पंजाबी एंड यू आर वेलकम देयर आई डू अनदर पंजाबी स्पेस एज़ वेल प्लीज कम आई विल गिव यू माइक सो यू कैन स्पेंड इनफ टाइम है ना व्हाटएवर यू वांट टू से ओके सो any indian slash hindu nationalist who can make a logical argument on why hindu nationalism is a good thing and killing hardeep singh nijar was good anybody who can come on and justify that <coughs> okay i see two hands joker and shubham let me give to shubham because he's been waiting for long okay so let's call shubham yeah chicken okay Yeah, his internet seems to be slow. Yeah, and please, if I, yeah, show me just one sec. As I give these speakers to uh, Indian or Hindu nationalists, my 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 request, man, like they come on, some of you guys, and you know they start putting like nonsense on the top. I hope you are not like them. Yeah, sure. I hope when I give you the, uh, the other people, because you're not the first one I'm giving. I'm, depending on how you perform, <laughs> be asking other. And that's and then, fine. You know, I will end up giving. It, and just hold on one second. I just want to clarify because other people will also get speaker. Please, if you are one of those IT cell guys, you know, who have been given this task um, to kind of put it up, please don't do it. Uh, you know, because it's not going to add any value. Secondly, even if you are 
just a Hindu nationalist, you are not an IT self-paid employee and you are trying to do it on your own, create ruckus, please don't do it. There's no value because I will create another space. You know, what is the problem? Okay, Shivam, go ahead. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Harjit, for giving time. And uh, yeah, as you said, uh, I'll give my introduction. Uh, so I am, so I think I, I feel like I'm the most suitable to actually speak here because uh, I am I'm a Punjabi, I'm a Hindu. I have no relation to politics at all. I have no relation to RSS, Sangh. I'm not a Brahmin, so, so yeah. So, and I'm more of an atheist than a, than a Sanatani, as you say, yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and I agree to uh, some of the points that you made uh, about uh, what is actually Hindu nationalism. It's actually a civilization solidarity. And uh, so that uh, we can make a collective decision uh, for the landscape, uh, which where we are living and because it's in the end it's all about the landscape we are living everyone wants to grab a piece of the land if if, if we are not united somebody else will come and grab it no matter what your religion is so for me uh, the religion is not important at all so yeah and uh, and that is the reason why i think uh, yeah, the basis of a country can never be religion be it sikhism be it islam it Hindu is Sanatan as a religion, but the thought behind that if 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 if, if a group of people is are living in a land, they have to have uh, they have to be united and they have to have a uh, a leadership which can represent that thought. Yeah, because if if we are not united, let's say if India is divided today in let's say uh, ten different countries, where do you think they can survive? No. That's what is happening with Europe, right? Uh, it, it's so it's so dependent on U.S. for its survival. That every time it's attacked, it has to look up to U.S. That is why they have to become NATO, right? They, have to, they are so dependent on U.S. I'm not saying that they are not countries, but they're so much dependent. There is no self-respect. So the actual countries which are in the world, they're big countries, right? U.S. is a, is an independent country which can survive on its own. Why? It's a big, powerful country. Russia, to some extent, can survive, is surviving. China is surviving because it's a big, big country. You cannot have small, small countries based on religions because big countries will eat them up. So that's why, and uh, I'm first an Indian, then a, maybe Punjabi because I belong from that region, and then, then a Hindu, because yeah, my parents, uh, they do follow uh, uh, the Sanatan way of uh, worshipping the God and all. Yeah. So. Great. Yeah. yeah. Remain here, Shubham. I'll keep the speaker with you. I think great you pointed out. So look, you know, it is very important why I kind of, uh, if you can put yourself on mute, yeah. yeah. Maybe you, you're not articulating it in that well in English, but why I want to somebody to, why my aim is to, people should understand what is Hindu nationalism all about. It is not entirely about religion here religion is not important for hindu nationalists that is people don't understand like for hitler religion was not important he was actually at loggerhead with catholics <laughs> here so that is where because we have to understand that this is basically the same thought process what hitler was wanting was and i'll kind of lay out and i have to actually put an article here after this space is over i hope everybody goes and reads this article it is up there uh, the article's name is uh, Nazism and Hindu Nationalism. Okay. 
so now what hitler was trying to do was that he was trying he was representing a cultural and racial solidarity and his aim was to achieve unity in political action so you saying we are all aryan nation and ultimately we have to be one block and aryan nation is in competition with some other islamic nation and blah 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 and whatever the thought process was so that is what he was trying to do what what the hindu nationalist or indian nationalist same thing whether it is nehru or karamchand gandhi or mohan bhagwat or you know uh, modi or anybody they are all doing saying the same thing they all believe they all are trying to achieve unity in political action through civilizational solidarity because they cannot make the argument of racial solidarity because there is no single race in the subcontinent okay so saying nagas and sikhs are same race will be so foolhardy that your argument and logic you will never have unity because they say okay they laugh at your face so they so they have to kind of float the idea of india being a civilizational nation and the 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 end play is we want unity in political action and what is the unity in political action right the unity in political action means we have to say we are one we are one group and once we are one group what is the other group in the world whether it is the islamic nation civilization or you know christian civilization we have to fight with them and so to create that first one group once that group is created in in a nazi state could you criticize the nazi your government nazi government no the criticism of government cannot be allowed so that is why hindu nationalism will not be able to allow too much of criticism of the government if you criticize the government or in a real way like on something that challenges their their actually uh, main project of first building that solidarity then you are a person you are a terrorist that is what hardeep singh nejjar did by openly saying we can have a referendum that seeks have a right of self determination no no you can't even express that thought in indian society while claiming you are from india you have to be labeled a terrorist so so that is why from 1947 till 1997 why are why were muslims not you know why was muslims uh, all the, right now they are demolishing all the mosques of muslim not to persecute they are checking the muslims they are sending the message they are saying whether they react or not they are basically no 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 i i'm sure you can you can interrupt i'll, I'll come to you i'm not, that's why i've kept you on speaker na don't interrupt me thought okay so so the idea is that they need everybody to say we are one so that is why the state statement that if as long as six admit that they are hindu the moment they say they are part of hindu civilization they are what they are saying they are part of hindu civilization then then it is good and that is why i have also you know uh, written down actually this is a right point to bring in a conversation people i think overtly just blame modi for this but they kind of give a pass to uh, mohandas karamchand gandhi and people like you know indian national congress and nehru they really need to understand that they are not saying different things just their language is different so i have put up a conversation when uh, uh, gandhi between gandhi and master surjan singh uh when ambedkar decided that all dalits will actually convert one of the ideas was to convert to sikhi he was in touch with master tara singh and master surjan singh and met to uh, gone to meet uh, gandhi this conversation is that and here gandhi is clearly pointing out that ambedkar can convert to sikhi as long as six admit that six are hindu he has no problem 
but he's saying if Sikhs are saying they're not Hindus, then converting to Hinduism, oh, sorry, Sikhi is even worse than converting to Islam. And then he's saying, uh, Master Sujan Singh is saying, how can you say that? You know, he's still an Indian, even if he becomes a Sikh. He says, no, how can you be an Indian if you are a Sikh who is claiming you are not a Hindu? So what he's saying is saying, Indian is another word for Hindu. We are one civilization. You have to admit it. You can't question that premise. And if you don't question that premise, you are welcome. But if you you can follow any faith, you know, you can call yourself Sikh, you can call yourself, you know, whatever other faith. Faith is not an issue. The issue is that we need to have unity in political action. We have to, we have, to have, and that is to be achieved by saying we are one civilization. And that is the real, real problem at hand here. And until and unless we realize that, and they are willing that this is basically Nazism, we cannot fight that. Uh, what is the ideology here? Uh, yeah, Shubham, you wanted to kind of dispute it. Please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I would start by saying that I, I'm not a big fan of Gandhi, and I don't agree to uh, most of what he says. And I also agree to uh, uh, to your point when you say that uh, yeah, a goal of it's Hindu nationalism or Indian nationalism is to have a uh, uh, have a uh, solidarity of opinion and uh, not uh, and we have the citizens are not allowed to criticize the government but that's not correct we have it, it's been uh, the government that we currently have uh, more than 40 percent people have voted for it and it's the same people who are living in the same country so you cannot say that uh, and we have every right to uh, criticize the government so you you yourself mentioned that uh, Six, uh, uh, they protested for, for the farmer laws. Uh, they were there for two years. And I don't think even one of uh, the six were harmed. They even attacked the, uh, the Larkila. They even took down the Indian flag. And nobody was harmed in that. So you cannot say that uh, people are not allowed to uh, have a counter view uh, against the government. People criticize. There have been there are protests every day and nobody nothing happens to them. And in the, in the time of social media, if, if, if People may fight with other people, but God, it's, God, it's, it's not always that the state is contesting that, right? Hold on, hold on. Okay, that's fine. I think your point has come. Uh, that you're saying, no, no, that is not true. That's fine. Look, let me just, you know, there is some bit of under, misunderstanding. And, and I'm not saying you are. I think there's an honest misunderstanding in the mind of Indian nationalists or Hindu nationalists on what does it mean to criticize your being able to criticize your government or what does it even mean to have freedom of expression okay let me uh, try to make an attempt to kind of explain it to you through example uh, answer one question and try to answer one question honestly okay you you are in india do you if a sikh you know like i am a sikh let us say and i come and say hey we sikhs should have a separate nation and I am going to ask and make a T-shirt and sell it. Sikhs are a separate nation. They should have a separate country. We should probably discuss this and propagate that. What is, forget what Indian government is doing. Tell me first your opinion. What does Shubham think should be the attitude or what should be done to this individual, Harjeet Singh, who is propagating Sikh separatism? And then you can tell also, what do you think your governments will say? Please go ahead. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine with it. Uh, even if you go to my Twitter timeline, I'm okay with it. I ask questions to people like, "What is your logical? Uh, what's your logical? Uh, uh, like, wh wh why do you want it actually?" And uh, people they don't have an answer. How, how do you claim to have a nation uh, when you are not in, uh, not even a uh, uh, minor, 
uh, majority in that particular region. People say Maharaja Ranjit Singh was the king. We had this got, and got it. it was no, no, prosperous and it. all. No, 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 we got it. We got it. So basically, you're saying you personally have no issue that you know that person he should be allowed to propagate. Nobody like that is his right. That is your belief, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great. That is your shubham belief. What is going to be you think the attitude of the state if somebody does that kind of a propagation? Is there is that going to be same as you, or do you think their like reaction will be different? It may not be that liberal, but as we see people do that, and I haven't seen people getting harmed only because they have like they may have a peaceful protest or they may have a peaceful progression uh, asking for. Because even in Punjab, uh, even in even from the place where I come, because my hometown is very near to uh, Punjab. In the interest of time, right? You are right. In some cases, they have not taken action. There is MP as well who talks about Khalistan. But in other cases, you know, they will pick up and kind of torture, like if an ordinary person will say they have no, torture. No, that can happen. That happens in other countries uh, as well. On, you cannot only claim. Let me complete with one man. So, so your state can choose to kill that person and has shown in past that they have killed the people just for expressing that idea. So the state is ambivalent. The state is saying we will decide depending upon what we think. So the state is saying in some cases, we can give you the right, at least from their actions. In some cases, we will not give you. And this not is, and when we will toss that coin is up to us. Okay. Now, in case of Hardeep Singh Nijar, and uh, is there any, there is all the evidence that we have seen. Basically, they have kind of killed him for expressing that you know that we are going to do a Khalistan referendum. Has anybody in Indian political establishment, Congress party, or anybody else questioned the Indian state that on what evidence have they claimed that Sardar Hardeep Singh Nijar is a terrorist or Sardar Hardeep Singh Nijar has the right to conduct a Khalistan referendum? Has any any political you know leader made the statement that Sardar Hardeep Singh Nijar has the right to conduct a referendum? Six for justice have a right to conduct uh, referendum and Indian government is not allowing that referendum in Punjab. Has any single major political party leader said no? This is goes against the Indian state. In my books, they have all achieved unity in political action. They are saying yes, no, 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 no. The Indian state has said no, no referendum. That means no referendum in Punjab. Nobody can come and do a referendum that whether Sikhs want to be separate or not. So their stance is clear that you cannot have such a referendum. If, if this, so, so. Has anybody even criticized them that they, they hey please allow six for justice to conduct a referendum? Please go ahead, Shivan. Yeah, uh, I cannot uh, talk on behalf of political political parties, but people people are uh, asking these questions. Every most of the people in Punjab are asking this question, and they are allowed to ask this question. Nobody is controlling them. Nobody is arresting them. Shivam, let's do one thing. Are you in Punjab or you're outside? I am I am Punjabi, but my hometown is in uh, Haryana, very near to Punjab. But oh, I am living in Maharashtra in Pune. Shubham, should we let's take a challenge? Should you and I contact contact you conduct because you are Hindu, right? So you will be yes. safe. Can you have your brothers or cousins in Haryana print a pamphlet where the question is: Should Sikhs have a separate state? Put a banner. Should six have a separate print a banner, and I'll give you what sit in uh, sector 17 Chandigarh, put that banner, put that 
questionnaire on the table and ask anybody to come and vote to prove me wrong that Indian state does allow freedom of expression. Mm, actually, I don't, I'm currently in Maharashtra and it's I don't honest. have like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, like logistically, it, logistically, it won't be possible for me to do uh, something like this. Shubham, I will pay for logistics. I will arrange everything. My promise. No, no, ऑफ़ <laughs> No, I think um, uh, it's a bit com- more complicated than that because uh, 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 if it was like like a, uh, a fresh uh, fresh case, uh, uh, I'm sure nothing would have happened because it's such a sensitive case uh, being dragged for like uh, uh, 50 years. A lot of Sikhs have been killed, lots of Hindu have been killed for this particular reason. So it's, it's more sensitive than that. रशिया Like China will say, we don't believe. We give two hoots to freedom of expression. No fucking freedom of expression here. Freedom of expression is what Communist Party of China decides. Now, Indians also want the same unity in political action, which Chinese already have. But Chinese are not hypocritical about it. This is that is what we say. No, no, no bloody thing. You know, you can't go ahead and say tomorrow that Communist Party of China is bad. You just can't. You know, and we are—they are not hypocritical about it. The the problem with the Indian Hindu nationalist is not just a problem; it's their strategy. They say, "Oh, if we say that, if we actually admit that, then you know, we become an enemy of everybody else." And we right now we are not in a powerful position that we can make the entire enemy of the West. So we are not going to openly say it. We are going to say, "No, no, no, we are for freedom of expression." But we are actually not. We'll choose when we want to be for freedom of expression, and we choose when we don't want to be freedom of expression, depending upon what the threat to our larger project is. which the project i want to again highlight is the same nazi project we want uni- civilizational solidarity and to use civilizational solidarity to achieve unity in political action that is the end goal that we want so that is at play here and um, now the west has been challenged and i'll see if the west will sign up okay i want to uh, let me see who all are the other things uh, Uh, I see unknown ਆਪਣੇ ਭਾਜੀ ਵੀ ਹੈਗੇ ਨੇ ਥੱਲੇ ਵਾਂਡਰਰ ਜੀ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਯੂ ਰੇਅਰਲੀ ਟੇਕ ਮਾਈਟ ਭਾਜੀ ਮੈਂ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਭੇਜ ਰਿਹਾ ਆ ਸਪੀਕਰ ਬੇਨਤੀ ਆ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਕੈਨ ਜੁਆਇਨ ਪਲੀਜ਼ ਜੁਆਇਨ ਬਿਕਾਜ਼ ਯੂ ਹੈਵ ਆਲਵੇਸ ਸਚ ਅ ਡੀਪ ਸਪਿਰਚੁਅਲ ਐਂਡ ਯੂ نو ਟੇਕ ਡੀਪ ਥੋਟਫੁਲ ਟੇਕ ਔਨ ਪੋਲਿਟੀਕਲ ਇਸ਼ੂਜ਼ ਐਸ ਵੈਲ ਆਈ ਵੁਡ ਲਵ ਟੂ ਹੈਵ ਯਰ ਓਪੀਨੀਅਨ ਐਂਡ ਆਈ ਐਮ ਸਪੈਸ਼ਲੀ ਆਈ ਵਾਂਟ ਟੂ ਭਾਜੀ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਕੈਨ ਟੇਕ ਦਾ ਮਾਈ ਗ੍ਰੇਟ ਵਾਟ ਆਈ ਵਾਂਟ ਟੂ ਹੈਵ ਯਰ ਓਪੀਨੀਅਨ ਔਨ ਇਜ਼ how it actually a honest opinion you know um, is sfj a viable you know representative what is what has happened to their credibility with this event 
and um, is the sikh state actually viable you know and uh, uh, and if it is viable you know what will be the kind of you know things come out because it seems that modi ji is on a mission to create a sikh state uh, i don't think i i personally feel uh, as an analyst that it is not sfj who has done uh, more work for furthering the khalistan cause i think the modi ji has done way more work to further the khalistan cause than any other political leader because he has bought it on forefront khalistan is today an international topic and it will be discussed as a viable option which it was not uh before sardar hardeep singh nijar was murdered so uh, today it is a viable option uh, people are talking about it uh, biden is talking about it everybody is talking about it i take my word united nation general assembly is talking about it the the question is uh, bajwa paji are six ready to talk about it are six ready to put up an articulate vision of what the state is going to look like if it is ever going to be there haan ji bajwa paji